Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Make no payments on your new windows for two full years. Visit windownation.com. I'm Butch Seltzer, WTOP Traffic. And over now to Mark Pena, 7 News First Alert Meteorologist. The system that moved through last night that brought with it some rain and even some snow showers to the area has moved away, but it's brought some cold temperatures to start your Sunday. We're seeing upper teens to low 20s across the area under clear skies. Now, we are not expecting any rain today, actually and nothing but sunshine, and temperatures rebound just nicely as well with highs near 50 degrees. Now, later on tonight, we're looking partly cloudy. Temperatures not as cold with lows in the 30s. And for your Monday, a taste of spring. Highs in the low 60s under mostly sunny skies. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Mark Pena and the First Alert Weather Center. 27 degrees in Alexandria, 32 at Penn Quarter, 23 degrees in Columbia at 359. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good morning, I'm Michael Toscano. And coming up, a Prince George's County police officer is suspended after allegedly firing his weapon at a man. Parents and students get together to fight drugs and promote mental health. I'm Dick Iuliano. Around $200,000 worth of Rolex watches taken in a smash-and-grab robbery in downtown D.C. More government officials weigh in on more flights out of D.C.A. I'm Dan Rummer. A man barricades himself in a house overnight while shooting at police. I'm Luke Lukert. And it's 4 a.m. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Matt Piper. It was a decisive win for former President Trump in South Carolina. Republican primary voters chose Trump over their former governor, Nikki Haley, who says despite losing, she's staying in the race. Correspondent Steve Kathan is in Charleston. Nikki Haley lost her home state presidential primary to Donald Trump, but vows to carry on. We're headed to Michigan tomorrow. And we're headed to the Super Tuesday states throughout all of next week. Here in South Carolina, exit polls indicated voters favored Trump on the two top issues, the economy and immigration, and he outperformed her on the question of who has the mental and physical health to be president. Steve Kathan, CBS News, Charleston, South Carolina. It's been two years since Russia invaded Ukraine. Hundreds of thousands of people have been killed during the war. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky marked the day with a message of thanks to the G7 leaders. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in Kiev. There's a reason President Zelensky marked the occasion with world leaders at that airbase of Hostomel. If Russian forces took that base in the early days of the war, history might be telling a different story. The body of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has been returned to his mother more than a week after his death at a Russian penal colony. Former CBS News Moscow Bureau Chief Beth Noble. The Navalny family will have to negotiate with Russian authorities about what kind of mourning and burial they'll allow. And that's a decision I would bet Russian President Vladimir Putin is making personally. Thousands of Russians would be willing to risk their safety to honor Navalny because he's a man they consider a hero and now a martyr. Israel's war cabinet has approved sending negotiators to Qatar to continue ceasefire talks with Hamas. The BBC's Kat Wiener. Israeli officials have been cautious about expressing too much optimism about progress in the talks as the situation in Gaza continues to deteriorate. 
the Palestinian death toll has tripled to 30,000 since the last seven-day truce in November. The majority of victims are women and children. More than a fifth of the Israeli hostages taken by Hamas are also reported to have been killed. Texas's Elizabeth Francis turned 114 years old in August, and she's now been recognized as the oldest person in the U.S., Reporter Chris Fox is in Austin. Elizabeth was born in Louisiana in 1909. By the age of 20, she'd already witnessed World War I, the Great Depression, and the adoption of the 19th Amendment, giving women the right to vote. Francis is the fifth oldest person on the planet. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. 4.03 a.m. early Sunday morning. Looks like a sunny day ahead. Good morning. I'm Michael Toscano. On the top local stories we are following this hour, a corporal in the Prince George's County Police Department faces attempted murder and assault charges after allegedly firing his service weapon at a man early Friday morning. Officers were called to Crane Highway in Newburgh just after 1 a.m. after a report of shots being fired. 42-year-old David Hardister was arrested by the Charles County Sheriff's Office, who say he fired his weapon after an altercation. Hardister and another man had arranged to meet in a parking lot where the incident took place. No injuries were reported. And Hardister, who has been with the Prince George's County Police since 2005, is now suspended without pay. In Montgomery County, students and parents turned out at Springbrook High School Saturday to learn more about the challenges of mental health and substance abuse. Student groups, health agencies, and law enforcement shared information about the dangers to kids, especially from opioids. Leslie West Bushby, president of Springbrook High School's Parent Teacher Student Association, cites specifically the threat from fentanyl-laced pills sold on the streets. Parents are not aware that these things are happening. They're not aware that things that look like candy are actually, you know, drugs that are killing their children. Parents and students visiting Springbrook High School's Family Forum on Mental Health and Substance Use received training in reversing overdose deaths from students themselves, including Amy Yee of Montgomery High School. We distribute Narcan kits. We go through the steps of what to do when you think somebody's, like, overdosed. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. D.C. police are investigating an apparent smash-and-grab robbery at a downtown jewelry store Friday afternoon. Officers were called to the store on Connecticut Avenue just before 1 o'clock after reports somebody was using a sledgehammer to smash the store's exterior window. Two other people apparently were with the first suspect. Then they reportedly scooped up nine Rolex watches before they all got away in a Honda Accord. A police search of the area failed to turn up the suspects, the car, or the watches, which are valued at around $200,000. A Manassas neighborhood is trying to get back to normal after a suspect barricaded himself in a home Friday night. It began at around 7 p.m. last night at the corner of Liberia Avenue and Bayberry Avenue in Manassas. Manassas City Police arrived after a call about gunshots at the house. Police confirmed to WTOP that the scene quickly escalated with dozens of police cruisers filling nearby streets. More shots were fired inside the house, and then the suspects started shooting out at police. They took cover and report no injuries. The barricaded man was holed up in the house for several hours before surrendering himself to police just before 1 a.m. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Police say the suspect was hospitalized with a gunshot wound to the chest area. It's 4.06.
A woman was found dead at the Ivy City Hotel in Northeast D.C., and police are investigating it as a homicide. She was discovered Friday morning. According to D.C. police, officers responded to a call about an unconscious woman at the hotel near 1600 New York Avenue around 11.20 a.m. The victim has been identified as 36-year-old Romaine Maddox of Northeast D.C. D.C. police announced Saturday that 59-year-old William Barrett, also of Northeast D.C., was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Investigators also suggest that the victim and the suspect were known to each other. A group of government leaders is pushing back against a move to bring more flights to Reagan National Airport. The Metropolitan Washington Council of Government says adding five additional long-distance slots at Reagan National would make the airport less safe and add to congestion in Northern Virginia. The Senate Commerce Committee recently okayed those additional flights as part of the FAA reauthorization bill, and aviation lobbying groups are supporting the measure. Last summer, the four U.S. senators from Maryland and Virginia argued that Reagan National should continue to focus mostly on regional, nonstop flights of 1,250 miles or less and longer coast-to-coast and international service should operate out of BWI Marshall and Dulles. Dan Rowland, WTOP News. A Manassas man was arrested Friday for stealing an ambulance last Monday. Ricky Lowe was one of five taken to an area hospital when the stolen Toyota Corolla that they were in crashed. Lowe fled the hospital later that night. He was wearing a hospital gown. He had an IV still stuck into his arm and... He stole an ambulance. The stolen ambulance was later found abandoned in the 4200 block of Annandale Road in Annandale. Police took Lowe into custody near a hotel in Manassas. Coming up after traffic and weather, the small business outlook for 2024. It's 408. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s over to Butch Seltzer now on the WTOP Traffic Center. Uh, in Maryland, still that accident with the left lane blocked in Oxen Hill on the Beltway Outer Loop at St. Barnabas Road in College Park. Roadwork has the two right lanes blocked on the Beltway Inner Loop between the 95 Interchange and Route 1. In Virginia, we have a collision with the three left lanes blocked in Arlington on 395 northbound at Route 27. Roadwork has the two left lanes blocked in Dale City on 95 in both directions between Dale Boulevard and Prince William Parkway. Road construction has the left lane closed and falls Church on 66 eastbound between Westmoreland Street and West and Washington Boulevard. Construction at the inner loop of the Beltway at the Dulles Toll Road. Two lanes are blocked there. Two right lanes are blocked in Springfield on 395 northbound between the Beltway and Seminary Road for overnight road work and construction in both directions has the roadway down to one lane in Rosslyn on 66 between Spout Run Parkway and Route 29 in the district 395, 295, 695 all moving along with no issues. Issues. Go electric the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, the Hyundai Ioniq, or the Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at Fitzmall.com. I'm Butch Seltzer, WTOP Traffic. And here's 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Mark Pena. Temperatures outside this morning are cold. We have some 20s and even some upper teens. So if you're heading outside, bundle up. But just know that temperatures will rebound just nicely later. We're going to have nothing but sunshine in the forecast and highs near 50 degrees with calm winds. Later on tonight, we're looking partly cloudy and not as cold. Temperatures in the 30s. And to start your week on Monday, a taste of springtime. We've got forecast highs in the low 60s under mostly sunny skies. And we're tracking our next weather 
Rainmaker, which looks to arrive Tuesday with highs in the mid-60s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Mark Pena in the First Alert Weather Center. Let's check the airports. 30 degrees at Reagan National, 26 at BWI Marshall. It's 27 degrees at Dulles. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Gina Cervetti. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. The nation's small firms are feeling optimistic about 2024. Brett Sussman is vice president of Business Blueprint Marketing at American Express. He says small businesses have been through a lot over the past few years. I think the confidence is coming from they're feeling better about the economy, particularly inflation. In its latest survey, Amex found small businesses now focused on expansion, hiring, and using technology to get ahead. 50% of small businesses cited that they're looking to proactively expand in 2024. About 30% of small firms plan to add employees this year. Artificial intelligence is also on the minds of small business owners. They're focused in on marketing, making the materials more personalized and customer service benefits. Despite feeling better about inflation, it's still a concern among U.S. small businesses. And that is really a delicate balance and there's no playbook there for when you've, you know, become too expensive to your customer base. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Gina Cervetti on WTOP. And coming up on WTOP, it is getting crowded in outer space. It's 412. This place has a pulse. You hear it in the canopy. Feel it in the ground. Life, fully illuminated, engulfs you. From the birds singing in the treetops above to the tiniest insects in the soil below, you take a deep, cleansing breath, filling your lungs with the essence of the forest. Now, imagine it's all gone. Healthy, life-giving forests reduced to nothing. No singing birds, no lush canopy, and water and food in short supply around the world. Time is running out to protect our forests. And without our love, they can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our forests. Visit World Wildlife Fund at www.wwf.org slash love. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. When we were growing up, my two brothers and I just loved our Uncle Ted. He was like a really cool big brother who always brought around the best toys and took us to the best places and with whom we always had the most fun. It was odd, though, when we got older to realize he wasn't nearly as outgoing and adventurous with other adults. I found out much later that this might have had something to do with the ostomy bag he wore ever since he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease as a teenager and had part of his lower intestine removed. Theodore Skolnick, my Uncle Ted, died last year at the age of 80, never having once mentioned his illness to me or my brothers. He left a large bequest to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation to help fund better treatments for these diseases and also to help other people, old and young, seek and get help for the situation that he was never able to talk about. Don't feel you need to hide your Crohn's or colitis. Go to spillyourguts.org to learn more about the treatments available and even find a specialist. That's spillyourguts.org. Coming up on WTOP, the pandemic is over and the music has started. More news in 60 seconds. You know how excited you get when you work with a company that's so good they actually wow you? They're knowledgeable, courteous, professional, and you can't wait to recommend them to your family and your friends. 
You know what that company is? It's Roofmasters. Hi, it's Jack Diamond. Look, you want to hire a roofing company that has a ton of experience. Roofmasters is that company. They've been repairing and replacing roofs in our area for 30 years. You know our weather. It's crazy. Your roof takes a beating. You want a company that's honest. They use top quality products, and their workmanship is outstanding. And listen, a bit of advice, before you have any work done, you should always get three estimates. Just make sure one of them is Roofmasters. Find them at 301-230-ROOF. That's 301-230-ROOF. Online, Roofmasters.com. That's Roofmasters.com. With Roofmasters, the proof is in the roof. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. Good morning. It's quarter past four o'clock. I'm Michael Toscano. Thanks so much for being with us this early morning. Well, it's getting crowded in outer space. The space junk is piling up. WTOP's Dimitri Sotis discusses this issue and potential solutions to the problem with ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan. Well, it's bad and it's getting worse, Dimitri. From about 1960 until around 2012, the number of satellites and other things being put into space stayed fairly constant. But since 2019, the number of pieces of junk in space has risen by about 76 percent just since 2019 to around 44,000 objects. Now, about 25,000 of these man-made pieces of junk are about the size of a softball, and they're hurtling through space in orbit, and they eventually do come back, and they burn up in the upper atmosphere. But we're putting so much stuff up there at this point, gravity can't keep up. We're putting more stuff up there than is coming down, and that can be a problem for space travel, Dimitri. How are we going to clean this up? Well, there was an experiment. A small Japanese satellite has been sent up, and it is going to rendezvous with an upper-stage rocket that was launched in 2009. Essentially, it's a big piece of space junk, a three-ton piece of space junk. This satellite will catch up with it. It's going to circle it. It's going to take pictures of it and test it to see about its tumble, its trajectory, to see exactly what this thing is doing. The goal is to learn as much about catching up with an object like that as possible, about getting close to it, and then at some point, a future project will be to actually grab hold of that big upper stage rocket and to push it down into a lower orbit that forces it to burn up in our atmosphere. That's what would happen to it naturally. We just want to see if we can get this done faster. That would be the model going forward for any wayward piece of junk or just to reduce the clutter overall? Yes, uh, there are different theories, different ways of getting the same job done. One that I'm really intrigued with, it, it uh, deals with a, a tether, a picture of a race car right? And it has a parachute that pops out to slow it down. Well, satellites in the future will have a long tail attached to them that's deployed only after the satellite has died. Essentially, it's done its job. Its batteries have died. The, the mission is finished, and now it's time for it to come home. In other words, to burn up in the atmosphere. So this long, like, kite tail will deploy. It will create extra drag. It will slow the thing down, drop it into a lower orbit, and eventually it'll burn up in the upper atmosphere. So that's kind of the goal here. One of the other missions that, uh, that we're working on at this point. ABC News space correspondent Jim Ryan on Skype. It's 417. A quick look now at the top stories we are working on at WTOP. Donald Trump wins South Carolina's Republican primary. But Nikki Haley, the state's former governor who came in second, vows to stay in the GOP presidential race. Mourners gather to remember the woman shot to death after the Kansas City Chiefs' victory rally on Valentine's Day. American and British warplanes hit a dozen suspected Houthi targets in Yemen on Saturday. 
Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. Traffic and weather on the 8s. We go now to Butch Seltzer in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, you Michael. In Virginia, we have a collision with the three left lanes blocked in Arlington on 395 northbound at Route 27. Roadwork has two left lanes blocked in Dale City on 95 in both directions between Dale Boulevard and Prince William Parkway. Road construction has a left lane closed in Falls Church on 66 eastbound between Westmoreland Street and Washington Boulevard. Construction at the inner loop of the Beltway at the Dulles Toll Road. Two lanes are blocked there. Two right lanes are blocked in Springfield on 395 northbound between the Beltway and Seminary Road for overnight road work. Construction in both directions has the road work down to one lane in Rosslyn on 66 between Spout Run Parkway and Route 29. In Maryland, an accident with the left lane blocked in Oxen Hill on the Beltway Outer Loop at St. Barnabas Road in College Park. Road work has the two right lanes blocked on the Beltway Inner Loop between the 95 Interchange and Route 1. In the district, 395, 295, 695, all moving along with no problems. I'm Butch Seltzer, W. T.O.P. traffic. And over now to 7 News First Alert meteorologist Mark Pena. It is a clear and cold start to the day out there and temperatures are in the upper teens to 20s. So as you're heading outside, bundle up. But just know that we're going to see a fantastic afternoon. Temperatures will rebound just nicely, warming up to the upper 40s to near 50 degrees under lots and lots of sunshine. And later on tonight, uh, not as cold of a night, looking partly cloudy with temperatures dipping into the 30s. And for your Monday, we get a taste of springtime for this final week of February. Lots of sunshine in the forecast and highs in the low 60s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Mark Pena in the First Alert Weather Center. Down to 27 degrees now in Fort Belvoir, 32 at Foggy Bottom, 27 degrees in Silver Spring. Coming up on WTOP, a Loudoun County high schooler is getting a chance to put her work in your ears. It's 420. Black men are the most likely Americans to die from lung cancer, and black people develop the disease earlier in life than others. Federal guidelines have nearly doubled the number of black Americans eligible for lung cancer screening. Insurance companies are required to cover these tests for those ages 50 to 80 who smoke or used to smoke. If that's you, talk to a doctor about lung cancer screening. For more information and to find a screening center near you, visit acr.org slash mylcs. That's acr.org slash mylcs. Substance use disorder and addiction is so isolating. And so as a black woman in recovery, hope must be loud. It grows louder when you ask for help and you're vulnerable. It is the thread that lets you know that no matter what happens, you will be okay. When we learn the power of hope, recovery is possible. Find out how at startwithhope.com. Brought to you by the National Council for Mental Wellbeing, Shatterproof, and the Ad Council. During your workday, you probably hear more than enough nonsense. So you'll like listening to Sean Anderson and Ann Kramer on your drive home. You'll get the latest local news from a source you can trust. An update now on a story we've been following all day. Breaking news from Alexandria. And traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8s. At the end of the day, you'll arrive home safe, sound, and in full possession of your sanity. Afternoons from 2 to 7 on WTOP News. Facts matter. It's 422. The pandemic stopped her class from performing music she composed. But a Loudoun County high schooler is now getting many more chances to put her work in front of people. 
Addison Miller wrote her second composition in eighth grade, but she's been waiting years to hear it performed. That never got to be performed because we were going to perform it and then COVID happened. That changed in December when the Loudoun Valley High School senior was invited back to her middle school where she started composing on her own. I couldn't believe they had brought that piece back. That was very special to hear. And it was also very special because my sister, she plays violin and she's in eighth grade. So she was also playing. Her music is now appearing in school shows and teacher Kelly Holowecki says it's catching the eyes and ears of other students. They eat up everything that she says and puts in front of them. They love her music. In Percival, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. There is mourning now for an owl who escaped the Central Park Zoo in New York and lived free for a time before passing. He hoots no more. Flacco, the rare Eurasian owl that captured the hearts of New York City, has died. He escaped from the Central Park Zoo and was living free. The zoo says Flacco apparently collided with a building on the Upper West Side and staff from the Wild Bird Fund could not save him. Flacco, with his striking yellow-orange eyes and kingly bearing, was beloved on social media. In the days after his escape, the owl foiled attempts to capture him and the zoo decided he could live in the wild. Allison Keyes, CBS News. The search continues for Ralph and Kathy Hendry, a Northern Virginia couple who disappeared in the Caribbean while sailing last weekend. There are still no clear answers on where exactly that couple is, although three suspects have been taken into custody, according to police at Grenada. Here's your Jill on Money question of the day. Karen from Buffalo asks, can you please explain how I should go about freezing my credit? My identity was stolen a couple of years ago, and just this week, my credit card was hacked, but attempted charges were denied. Good question, Karen. It is a bit of a hassle, but totally worth it. You'll need to contact each of the three credit bureaus directly to freeze your credit, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. But do keep in mind that if you need to borrow money for any reason, say for a new mortgage or a car loan, you will will need to unfreeze your credit with each credit bureau. Have a question? Go to JillOnMoney.com. It's 424. President Volodymyr Zelensky has welcomed Western leaders to Kiev to mark the second anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion as Ukrainian forces run low on ammunition and foreign aid hangs in the balance. Allies from the European Union and the group of seven wealthy democracies rallied around Kiev to express solidarity with Zelensky joining a virtual G7 meeting on Saturday and four top officials traveling to Ukraine. It's 425. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. Here's Frank Hanrahan. The Capitals' three-game win streak comes to an end with an overtime loss at the Florida Panthers. Three to two. Caps were down one zip, but they came back and took a two-one lead. Milano and Wilson with goals, but the Panthers equalized with a power play goal late, and then they get the game winner in overtime. Three to two. Caps will get Ottawa Monday night back at Capital One Arena. Great debut for DC United. Kicked off the 24 campaign with a 3-1 win over New England at Audi Field. Hat trick for Christian Benteke. DC 1-0 visits uh, Portland next week. College ball. Georgetown men beat the